This is Gideon Danso's podcast, where we impact deep understanding of God's word. Gideon Danso is a global lead pastor of Empowerment Worship Center, where God lives. From wherever you are listening to us, we hope you are inspired and encouraged by this message. Acts chapter 2, 1 to 4, we stand on our God and read of his word. Acts chapter 2, the verse number 1 to 4, we stand as a tradition in this house to honor God in the reading of his word. We read together, the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Verse 2 says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and they appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them. Verse 4 said, and they were filled with Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues and the Spirit gave them our trust. Come on, clap for us, Rana. Please be seated. I speak to you on the subject of the Pentecost experience. I'll, it's important to understand as Christians that God has set different occasions for unique experiences. Understand that occasions in God are not just memorial, monumental, but they are meant for experience. Every occasion in God, every occasion we celebrate in God is for an experience. You see, that even with, with, with man's celebration, the man is celebrating an occasion, it's, it's for memory, it's for, it's for us to go back and, and just remember and have fun and, and look at pictures. And like Ghana's independent, we, we go to the polo grounds where Dr. Kwame Nkrumah declared Ghana's independence and we get into all, all that atmosphere of no, nostalgia and the feeling of uh, being Ghanaian and all that kind of stuff. It's just for that. But when it comes to God's celebration, it is not for just memorial, monumental. It's so that what happened then he would do it again. It's so that we can experience it again. He's the same yesterday, same today, and same forever. What he did before, he will do it again. And if you are in for an experience of Pentecost, then you want to clap on because we are not just observing, it's not just. A memorial service, a monumental service, it's an experience service. Every occasion in God is for an experience. If there's an occasion, one occasion we need to experience, then it is Pentecost. Pentecost, which means 50 in Greek, was 50 days after Passover. After Passover, you count 50 days and then you reach what? Pentecost. So, when it was initially instituted in the Old Testament, it was also called what? The Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Harvest, and the Feast of Fruits. It symbolizes 50 days after the Jews left bondage from Egypt. So, they were, they were in bondage, you know the story, and God came to town, and God massacred and killed the firstborn because sometimes your deliverance will require some blood. So, God took away the firstborns and just dealt with Egypt and bankrupted Egypt. And then Pharaoh said, go. So they left Egypt that night. They left Egypt. And then 50 days from that night of Passover, we reached Pentecost. So it's believed that Pentecost 
was the day they received the commandments from God. On that day, the Jews were supposed to bring first fruits of their harvest before God as an offering. But to us in the New Testament, Pentecost is more than bringing an offering. There's an addition. Whereas in the Old Testament, they brought an offering of gratitude for of harvest. In our time, it's God rather pouring out the Spirit of God. So in the Old Testament, they brought an offering to God. But in the New Covenant, God is rather giving us the best gift of all time. What a better covenant we are under. You cannot be under any covenant than the new covenant. Whereas they gave to God an offering, we on Pentecost receive the best gift from God. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you, but today we are here to activate the outpouring of the Spirit of God upon your life. You're clapping. It's in the house right now. Watch this. Watch this. So that, so that we receive that outpouring so we can produce the works of God. So we can produce the works of God. Because the whole struggle of the old covenant was because they lacked the spirit of God to make, to, for them to fulfill the part of their covenant. So God said, I'll pour out my spirit upon you. The Bible says, Jesus said, you cannot, you, cannot, you cannot go and talk about me until you receive the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost comes, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So the believer is like Mary. Mary, I call, when you become born, I call it the Mary experience. What do I mean by that? Mary was a virgin. Mary found favor with God. Mary found favor with God. Mary found grace with God. Thank God. Now when you become a believer, you have found favor and grace with God. Uh, Mary was a virgin. When you become a believer, you become a type of Mary. You become a type of Mary. You become a virgin. All my virgins in the house. When you become a believer, you are a virgin. Because, because of the grace of God that, that locates you, that you encounter, you are no longer the person you used to be. But the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things as possible. Behold, all things are new. You are new. You are on a clean slate. You have a clean sheet. Nothing happened to you. You are now purified, sanctified. You are righteous. You are redeemed. You are blessed. You are fresh. You are a virgin. Come on, Mary. Come on. Come on, girl. Come on, daughter. Come on, child of God. You are not the same person that you used to be last year. You are new in God. Accept this newness. Accept this right standing with God. Accept that you are pure. Accept that you are justified. Accept that you are redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed. I wish I can tell somebody, I'm so fresh than you think. I'm so new that you think. I wish you can literally give somebody a point and say, you better look at me well. I am the newest virgin in town. I am Mary in the house. I am redeemed. 
redeemed. I am saved. The old is buried. If you care so much about my past, then it's about time I remove your seat from the front seat and put to the back seat because my past is buried. My past is dead. I called a funeral service on the cross when my past was buried. I am so new. I'm so fresh. I'm so redeemed. I'm so saved. I am blessed in God. I have right standing with God. I know who I am. Can I get a clap of all the merits in the house? Slap yours in the I am married now. I've right standing with God. Now I'm redeemed. But what a believer? Why a believer? If all you get as a believer is to be saved, rescued, made righteous, and leave it there, you miss it. You are virgin for a purpose. You are redeemed for a purpose. You are saved. You are righteous for. A divine purpose. So, Mary, you found favor. You've been located. You, you found grace. You are going to give birth to a son. You are going to produce the works of God. You are going to do things that will blow the minds of men. You, you are in for an assignment. You, you are a destiny career. You carry mandate. You have a purpose. You are in the kingdom for such a time as this. You are going to give birth. Mary said, how can this things be? Since I know not a man. Welcome Mary. Welcome brother. Welcome, welcome the new believer that you got an assignment. The reason why when you got saved, God did not take you to heaven. The same night you got saved, but God left you here for a purpose. There is souls to be saved. There's gospel to be preached. There's new assignment to take. You got a purpose. You got a mandate. You got an assignment to do. You have a spiritual mandate. And you are asking yourself, how can I do it? How can this thing be? How can this happen? The angel said, Mary, I got an answer for you. I got a response for you. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And the power of the highest shall overshadow you and the holy thing that shall be born of thee shall be called the son of the highest I came to talk to all those who are the redeemed of the Lord, save of the Lord rescue of the Lord that the next assignment of your line shall be the assignment of the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you and the power how can these things be since I know not a man? How can this thing be? How can I build Christ's arena? How can I fulfill my assignment? How can I preach the gospel? How can I build a family? How can I turn things around? How can I find? How can these things be? The angel said, don't worry about it. The Holy Ghost, when it comes upon you, you conceive spiritual things. And when you conceive, you give birth to godly things. The reason why I said, said, and that holy thing that shall be born shall not be called the son of Mary. Because Mary didn't do it. Shall be called the son of God. What God is about to do in your life, it will be so God that even you, you will say, not me. I step out of it. I will not share his glory. will share with none man. God's fingerprint will be all around your family, your marriage, your ministry, your anybody slapping. 
it shall be cause this is the doings of the law and it's marvelous in our sight this has got nothing to do with Gideon I don't even understand it and the holy thing shall not be called Mary's son as well, Mary never was able to lay claim of Christ I must do the work of him that sent me Mary was just a vessel it shall be called the son of the highest a believer without the Holy Ghost is like the fish out of water you are on assignment that cannot be fulfilled by yourself but by the help of the Holy Spirit. That spirit is a spirit that quickening. Romans 8, chapter 8, and the verse number 11 says, Romans 8, and the verse number 11, but if the spirit of him that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that it in you. I know who I am. I know what dwells in me. I know what I carry. I got an assignment. I am infused. I am blessed. I am empowered. I don't die. I, there's nothing of me that is dead. The spirit quickened. The Bible says we are no longer mourning. We are no longer mourning because of Christ's absence. We are we have a comforter. The Holy Ghost on the day of because he showed up. Jesus, Jesus ascended 40 days after Passover. And the disciples shut themselves inside for 10 days onto Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit was poured out, two things strikes me. That number one, that when we wait on God, God responds. Hear me, when we wait on God, he responds. They waited for 10 days. Of course, when Jesus ascended, when he breathed on to them was believe that was 500 people that he released the breath on them but on the day of Pentecost there were 120 because they're carrying the weightings things the crowd it is the weightings that lightens the crowd not everybody can wait not everybody can abide because sometimes it is frustrating confusing and tiring to wait but I want to encourage anybody who has been waiting that when we wait on God he responds there is no waiting in God that goes in vain there's no prayer there's no tiring there's no fasting there's no abiding that goes wait they that wait upon the Lord they shall renew they are strange when we wait when we pray when we tarry he responds I need you to smile in your mouth and tell the person when we wait he responds when we wait he will show up there is no waiting in God that goes in vain there's no tarrying there's no prayer there's no dedication the devil is a liar the Bible says they were waiting and whilst they were all seated in the auditorium and in the house isn't it amazing that they waited, waited, waited and now they were sitting, even when you are sitting, because you are waiting, he will show up God is so good that even though they were sitting he still showed up understand that they separated themselves and that there's a difference between separation and division 
Separation and division are not the same. You've been separated for an assignment. You've been separated for a purpose. Separate unto me, Saul and Barnabas. Unto the work where I've called thee. You are consecrated. You are set apart. If they can't handle it, that's their own problem. Don't let the enemy confuse you with separation and division. That you are separated means you are not divided. You are not dividing anything. You have been, you've been set apart for a purpose. You have been called into this kingdom for such a time as this. One of the, one of the greatest tests of spiritual maturity is your ability to know what is what belongs to God and what belongs to Caesar. Your ability to design the two. Your ability to know what must be separated because our God is a God of separation. He called, he created seven days and separated one day. He separated the mountains. He separated the waters from the land. He separated Abraham from the world. He's a God of separation. Anytime he shows up, he separated. He called 5,000 and 72 and 12 and three and one is a God of separation not everybody can go the dimension that God is calling you to go not everybody can move this next stage of your life separation does not equal division don't get it twisted don't get it confused I am an assignment and I got to prove for a waiting on God separation Separation. Watch this. Number two, he poured out. You see, in the Old Testament, when he showed up, he showed up like this. A little, a measure. A measure. A measure. He comes and he goes. A measure. A thought. A measure. But on the open, he goes. He poured. He poured, he poured, he poured the spirit without measure. He poured the spirit without restriction. He poured the spirit without a ceiling. He poured the spirit without walls. He poured the spirit without barriers. If he was poured without measure, then I can do all things without measure. The spirit I carry is a spirit of no barrier, no restriction, no sabotage, and there is just nothing in this life that can stop me for greater is he. Can you smile and tell somebody I can handle this one? Can you point with audacity? I can handle this one. Come on, just I got this. I got this. Come on, say I got this one. Say barriers are coming down, restrictions are coming down, limitations are coming down. What nobody has been able to do has to be the first to take this nation, to take this city, to take Canada, to take the US, to take the UK. I declare today in your field of assignment, you are taking over. No more limit, no more barrier, no more restrictions. Sit down for two minutes. A believer 
without the Holy Ghost is like a fish in aquarium. When a fish is in aquarium, they can move. But they move from how far that glass allows them to go. So this is how fish in aquarium moves. They go, they hit. They go, they hit. They go, they hit and they come back because they are in aquarium. Take that fish from the same aquarium and put him in the ocean. He will swim across the Atlantic. You have no idea who you are until you jump into the Holy Ghost experience. You are like the fish in aquarium. You swim, you dive, you flow. My God, I declare today no more limit over your family, your destiny, your ministry, and your calling. We'll slap you on right now. Give God praise. I'm not in aquarium. I refuse this aquarium Christianity. I refuse these restrictions. I refuse this barrier. I refuse this ceiling. Fathers are not supposed to be sealing. Nobody can put a ceiling on your destiny. A Christian without the Holy Ghost is like an iPad without the internet. The best you can do is to type and keep records and check stuff. But connect that same iPad to the Wi-Fi and the internet. And you can be here and be in China. You can be here and be in America. You can watch movies. You can download and upload. You can Uber. You can buy some. You can do spiritual transaction. You haven't seen anything yet until you are connected to the supernatural Wi-Fi of the Holy Ghost that moves you, that transforms you. That thing, my God, the devil is a liar. You are bound to download and upload. You are bound to send spiritual information. I can be here. And I can get on my phone now. Uber. I can Uber. Uber come. Uber goes. I can buy stuff in America. I can watch. I can be here and be in China. Because I'm connected. And don't connect on somebody's Wi-Fi. Get your own Wi-Fi. You'll get a virus. Oftentimes, free internet are rooms for virus. Free Wi-Fi. Most free Wi-Fi will give you virus. Don't connect on my Wi-Fi. Don't come here depending on my Holy Ghost. Depend on your Holy Ghost. Get your own Wi-Fi. Watch this. Watch this. Enough for us to understand and appreciate the full weight of the Holy Ghost, of the, of the Pentecost experience. We've got to look at five things that happened on the Pentecost. Number one, they heard a sound. Pentecost is the day when the noise is silenced for the sound to be produced. They heard a, a sound, not a noise. What they heard was a sound, not a noise. There's a difference between a sound and a noise. And oftentimes we allow the noise to block the sound. Because it is not that God is not speaking, but the noise is so much we can't hear. That's about said the Lord has spoken one, but twice we have heard. Why must we hear twice? Because we can't hear. There's so much noise. There's so much noise in the news. There's so much noise. There is just so much noise. When you hear Manuel or Genevieve or, 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 or Chrissy or any of our guys sing, that's a sound. But some people, when they sing, do they make noise? Will you sing for me right now? Give me a sound. 
Precious Holy Ooh. Spirit. Now, 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 can I sing like that? You want to hear noise? Do you want to hear noise? You see, sounds are meant to be enjoyed. One of the things I know about sound, the sound gives rhythm. See, the reason why you are not in the mood is because you are not connected to the sound of the Holy Spirit. When you are connected to the sound of the Holy Spirit, there is just no one day that you are born. Because you can hear the sound. You are in the floor. You got the rhythm. You got the dance. The joy of the Lord will slap you on if you can hear the sound. The sound. The sound. There's too much noise. And God, do you know that on the day in Exodus chapter 20, when they received the commandment, Bible said they had noise. They had the noise. Exodus. Exodus chapter 20, verse 18. And all the people saw the thundering, the lightning, the noise of the trumpet, the mountain smoking. When the people saw it, they were removed and stood off. My God, verse 19 says. And they said to Moses, speak thou with us. We will hear. But let not God speak with us lest we die. So what was death to them was a sound to us. What was noise irritating to them? We hear a sound. The reason why we go close to God, we hear sound. They had noise. They had noise. Because you cannot enjoy noise. And and we are not called for the noise. We are called for the sound. There was a sound. We use my intelligence. I can hear my sound. So I can hear a sound, a sound, a sound, a sound, the sound of God. Watch this. In sound, we get information. Whenever there's a sound, we get informed. The reason why you can respond to the sound and dance to the sound is because you are hearing. A message, an information. Something is entering your spirit. You are hearing some spiritual communication. There is divine infusion, divine deposit, divine communication. You are hearing information. Who told you I'm daft and bankrupt? Who told you I got no sense? Who told you that? I don't know. We know stuff you don't know. We hear God. We have word of knowledge, word of wisdom. What are you talking about? We hear the voice of God. We, we know by advanced knowledge, by advanced knowledge, we are ahead. We got the sound. You think we just came to Hashimata? By luck, by trial. We are not doing trial and luck. We don't walk in luck. Don't tell me have a good luck. Don't you dare tell me I'm a subject of luck. And all that I got is luck. Lucky you, lucky me, bless me, anointed me. I had a sound. The club is in the house right now. I'm not part of love. I heard for faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Abel offered them up, please, by faith. I know what I heard. Sound gives information. We know when it will happen. We know, we, know, we know it. We know God is up to something. I can feel it. I can sense it. I can hear it. For I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Information. Information. God has got a plan. He has got a strategy. 
We are not coming out from nothing. We are not coming. Many people think Christians are the most stupid, crazy, unwise, and smart. We are not smart. We are joking. We are, we are smart. Because we have information from God. There's a download. Life, flesh, and blood has not revealed this unto you. But my Father in heaven. Information. Those of you that, those that are into football, one would say, one would say, one would say somebody is informed. Is information is a combination of two words, in and form. When we say somebody is informed, he's informed means he, he's at the peak of his career. He has for, he's informed. Look, Messi is informed. Ronaldinho, Ronaldo is informed. When we Messi person, they are informed. It means they are the peak of their career. They are the top of their career. They are operating. If you give them the ball, they will score because they got form. A believer is informed by the Holy Ghost. The best time of my career. The the best time of my life, the best time. If you want to find me informed, let me get into contact with the Holy Ghost and I'll be informed. I'm informed when I'm in tune with the Spirit of God. Number two, the Bible says there was not only a sound, the Bible says that the sound was of a mighty rushing wind. A wind, mighty rushing wind, because anything about God is alive. There's nothing about God as dead. If you show up as fire, he's a consuming fire. If you show up as water, he's a living water. If you show up as a wind, he's a mighty rushing wind. Alive. Stop being dead. Stop sitting in church like somebody forced you here. Get alive. Get excited. Put your smile on. Cross your leg. Enjoy God. Wind. What is a wind? It is, it is, it is, from wind we get air. We get air to breathe from a wind. So when we talk about the Holy Ghost appearing like a wind, from which we get air, and without air you can't survive, and without air you die, no matter how weak you are, you are not dead until you can't breathe, you can't breathe in and breathe out. And then a believer who doesn't have the Holy Ghost is dead. Because you got no air. You gasp for breath. There are many of you without the air of God. I don't know how I can survive a day without the Holy Ghost. Stop looking at me and speaking in one tongue. I cannot survive because the Holy Ghost is my spiritual breath. Clapping is a breath. It's a breath. It's a breath. Watch this. You are lifeless as a believer when you have no Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost is the breath. When Jesus came from the dead, he entered the upper room and he entered the room, but he breathed upon them and said, Receive the Holy Ghost. The breath we breathe, the air we breathe as believers is the Holy Spirit. You cannot live. A real believer cannot live without the Holy Ghost. I don't even know how you are doing a church without being in tune with the Spirit. I'm scared of you. Mr. Preacher. Because the Bible says in the beginning Genesis when God created my man was lifeless like a statue, like a pile of dust. Nothing coming out of man 
until God knelt down and breathed into man the breath of God and man became a living soul. Look at me. On the cross we are formed like God formed man. But on Pentecost we see the breath to become alive. We are f- God formed man first before he breathed into man. It's not enough to be saved on the cross. You got to go a step further to receive the breath of the Holy Ghost to be alive. It is one thing to be formed, but another thing to be alive. I refuse to leave my work with God at just the level of formation. I want to be alive. If the same spirit that raised him from the dead dwells within you, that same spirit will quicken you. It will stir you. It will activate you. What a day of Pentecost. The Bible said there was what? A wind. The wind will blow away the chaff. The wind who blow away the child. There are stuff in your life. There are wastage. There are stuff. I don't know about you, but one of these days, not, not everybody will be around me because the wind is blowing. By the time the wind is through, some people got to go. <laughs> it's blowing. The child will go for the wheat to stay. Some stuff will disappear. Some relationship will go. Some guys will go. And of course, some girls will go. Some contact will go. Some Simon Peter will go. But some Simon of Cyrene will show up. There got to be a wind blowing. A supernatural wind blowing. The thing about wind is it will carry anything that will stand its way. And anything standing in the way of God. The Holy Ghost will blow it out of your life. Your clapping is it will be blown out. <laughs> to be blown out. No more chaff. Let the wind blow. Let the chaff disappear. Do you know that we have energy called wind energy. When the Holy Spirit is harnessed and build it up, we can build electric power from a wind. Now we have electric power gained from a wind called wind energy. There's electricity. There is power. The wind of God produces spiritual power. Spiritual. Look, You go and touch electric power it will shock you. And many of you don't know that the Holy Ghost is in your life for you to shock people. I will shock you. There are people who can't figure you out and you shock them. There are people who don't know how we are going to build Christ arena and we shock them. There are people who don't know how we are going to make this. it to be a shock. You are about to produce shock. Wherever you go, cannot get the shockers in there. We are the ones that shock out. We shock the nation. We shock them. Tell somebody what a shock. You got to say, say, you are shocked. I declare today, they will open their mouth and they say, what a shock. That's not my anointing. And do my prophets know how. May you shock them financially. Shock them spiritually. Shock them in ministry. Shock them before the end of this year. You're clapping. The wind of God. Bible says that John Gospel 3, 8. The wind blow where it listed. You don't know from whence it coming from, from whence it go. So is every man born of the spirit. You can't be predictable. 
Stop thinking that Christi- Christianity is not religion. It's a relationship. Stop practicing. Stop, so, stop following do's and don'ts. And get ready for surprises. Get ready for God to do for you what to blow the minds of people. You cannot be predicted. I am unpredictable. The Holy Ghost doesn't make me predictable. I am like the wind. You can't catch me. You can't figure me out. How dare you figure me out? We figure him out. We, we, we've, uh, we have investigated. With, you, you can't investigate me. I'm too sophisticated. As a matter of fact, you can't even recognize me. I must be revealed to you. So that, that, that is why I don't care about those who don't respect, who don't greet, because they don't know me. It's been hit from their eyes. The day that I'm revealed, they were like, don't worry about rejection. They, don't, they can't figure this one out. God hid you for a purpose. In that day when God reveals you, my God, they'll look at you and say, whoa. Then you tell them, what a shock. For eyes have not seen or ears heard. Number three, tongues of fire. Tongues of fire. It means that the fire will burn anything that must be burned. The fire purges. The fire will burn what the wind couldn't blow away. The Holy Ghost is fire. Fire burns. Look at me. You can't scare me with your evil fire. I got the original fire. Don't play games with me. Don't try me with your witchcraft stuff. You can't handle this fire. This is the true and original. You, my God, you bring a fire against me. I blow your fire. I go like, because I was baptized in fire. I was raised in fire. I got fire. I got too much fire. You can't scare me with your fire. You're clapping and shaking the You cannot scare me. You can't scare me. You can't scare me with your fire. Fire burns. Sustains your fire. Keep your fire. Walk in fire. You are a believer. Fly settle on food that are cold. If the food is more fly dead, not come around. They are playing around because you, you have not yet activated fire. Uh, the, the name Empowerment Worship Center came from this revelation. And you shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, then you shall be witnesses. We don't go out there unless we're empowered. And when we are empowered, you don't try me. You pick up the fight with the wrong person. I am too empowered. I'm too anointed. I carry fire when I show up. In the atmosphere, you're clapping this again, Hosmana. I got power. I'm too hot. I'm too hot. I'm too hot. I'm too hot. Fire separates. Fire separates. It was fire that separated the of Israel and the and, and the and the Egyptian in the world now with a pillar of fire. It was fire that separated Elijah and the prophets of Baal. It was fire that separated, uh, 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 separated, separated the, the, the disciples and the Pentecost and the rest who had come there to food and to play and to feast. The fire separated. Fire distinguishes. Fire separated the boys from the men. Fire separated those who are of God and those who are false. Because sometimes we sound the same. Sometimes it's like we are all saying the same thing. It's when the real fire comes that we get to know who is who. That's why every believer must keep their fire. Keep, it's sat on all of them. Each one of them. Everybody must have their fire. Don't purge my fire. Don't hang around my fire. You remember, the initial fire is from God. Watch this. 
but to keep it alive is your work. When Paul came out of the storm, the Bible says there was fire at the island. And as it kept warm, he went to gather sticks. He got the sticks and put the stick in the fire and the snake came out. So there was an original fire, but to sustain the fire, to keep the fire, to activate the fire, to stir the fire, to promote the fire, you must gather your own sticks. You must gather your own fasting, your own prayer, your own standing in the ground, your own tarrying. You must maintain the fire. The original fire is from God, but it's your duty to keep the fire burning. When the fire was gathered, snake came out. Everything is found. The fire comes. We can be spiritual and still be excellent. There's no conflict. Don't let anybody deceive you. They are not interested. We can be very prophetic and still be sound in the way. Because prophets were preaching even before Bible. They were teaching before Bible. Fire! Keep your fire! Maintain the fire. Provoke the fire. Stir the fire. When the fire came, snake came out. There are snakes too, but you never know until the fire comes. Right now, everything looks cool. Let the fire come. I'm not one of those who, I believe in deliver. I believe in the prophetic. I believe in casting out devils. I believe in, watch, I believe it. Don't get it twisted by my skinny trousers. I believe it. I'll cast the demon out. You hear me? Don't, don't, don't mess with me. Fire! Fire brings light. Fire and light. That's why we cannot be believers and not be enlightened. We can't be bankrupt. We cannot be unwise. We can't walk in darkness. We got light. We see. It, for it is in your light we have seen light. Enlighten down my eyes, oh God. There's a slip of death. Fire brings light. Look at me. You can't win in the dark. You can't play in the dark and win the devil win. Anything you have been bringing in light, bring your relationship in light. Pray about it. Bring the, bring the business in light. Don't stay in darkness. You can't beat the devil in darkness. And when you are in darkness, you try to hold on to everything. I don't know. These days, you, we are not born in Ghana, right? You are out. You too. I beg. Born in Ghana. In Ghana. In Ghana. When we say light off. <laughs> proper light off. Not today light. Today light off, you can put on some light on your phone. Don't even say light off. It's not just that the lights are out and you cannot do anything. And it actually, it actually take darkness, gross darkness. I don't know. I don't know what has happened. Today, the darkness is not that gross. It's not that strong. No, it's because they're generated. I don't know. Don't say, say light off. No, you must show. Light out. In those days, when the light went out, when you're walking in darkness, eh, you're doing this. You know, you can see your shirt hanging and think it's a pillar. Anybody, anybody know that? You, you can see, you can see it like a shed, like, 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 a, like, like, like something. And, and you want to, because you are trying, because when you are in the darkness, you try to hold on to anything. 
Many of you are trying to hold on to anything because you are in the darkness. You are trying to hold on to social media, lies and comment, people's view, people's mindset. Everything becomes something you are trying to hold on. Get out of the darkness and hold on to the real thing. This thing can't hold you. What you are trying to hold on actually needs something to hold on to. You are trying to hold on to stuff that those things themselves need something to hold on to. Bring it to the light. Fire brings light. The Holy Ghost brings light. Darkness disappears. I love that. You are brooding over every darkness. Let every darkness in your life disappear by the force of the Holy Spirit. Light. Fire. Number four. It failed them. Mm, I love that. It failed them. It failed them. The infilling of the Spirit of God. The infilling. Before it filled them, it first filled their atmosphere. Number two, Acts chapter two, verse two says, Acts two, verse two says, Acts two and two. Watch this. Acts two, chapter two, the Bible, Acts chapter two, verse two. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rising mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. So the Holy Ghost focused first on their atmosphere before it focused on them. Because you are your atmosphere. You are your environment. You are the people you keep around you. As I said, I am a man with unclean lips because I dwell amongst people with unclean lips. The reason why Ghana think we have done because we are compared ourselves to Togo. Because Togo is the closest. If you can, if you can border Canada, America, the UK, then by the time you are hanging around people who says you've done well, you are cool. Your environment, your atmosphere determines what miracle can be produced. You know, I didn't want to eat until when I saw the calorie and the way the food is being set and garnished. Something said, this is a good atmosphere, enjoy. Have you not felt like you didn't want to eat until you saw the way the food is a corner? Atmospheres determines what can be provoked. Atmosphere determines what can take. You know, the reason why some crops can't grow in Ghana is because the atmosphere doesn't allow it to grow. Some crops can grow in America because the atmosphere allows it to grow. Don't expect things to grow that you haven't cultivated atmosphere for. Don't expect a miracle when there's no atmosphere of faith, worship, prophetic, and power. The atmosphere you keep will determine the miracle that's produced. Create a good atmosphere and God will show up. Your atmosphere is filled. That's why I'm determined for nobody to steal my atmosphere. I control my atmosphere. I control my car. I control my house. I woke up in the morning, I blow some tons in the atmosphere. Later, I evict all illegal occupants, all spiritual squatters, strange bodies. I evict them. When I sit in the plane, I feel the atmosphere. In the car, I feel the atmosphere. When I go to the office, I take charge. I declare this is the kingdom jurisdiction. This is the geographical location of the ambassador of the kingdom. Between now and the next two hours that I'm here, let angels fill this place. Let the Holy Ghost take over. I take charge. I take over my 
atmosphere. Don't let anybody wake up in the morning to provoke you. You insult me, I speak love to you because you can't change my atmosphere. You can't put me in a bad mood. You don't have all it takes to make me hate you. you can't, it's not in me. You bring hate, I bring love because I'm not going to let you control my atmosphere with hatred. Tell that guy until you are delivered from this demon. I got love for the two of us. You're not going to make me bitter. You're not going to change me. You're not going to make me go crazy. I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to raise my children in a toxic environment. I'm not going to create an atmosphere of dissension, confusion, tiredness. Attack. Look, Jesus never performed a miracle without order. He told them to sit down in groups of hundreds. When he turned water into us, he said, go and give the governor of the feast. It was a servant that provoked the miracle, but the governor had to do it because Jesus believes in order. Order is an atmosphere for possibilities. God is a God of atmospheres. What atmosphere are you creating? It filled the house. You keep on listening to that song. You are dealing with, you are dealing with lust and you are listening to that song. You suffer a baby with alcohol and all your friends are alcoholics. Atmosphere. Watch this. And when the atmosphere was filled, verse 4 said, and it filled them also. Look at me. Tell somebody, be filled. Point the song, say, be filled. And look at me. It is dangerous for a believer not to be filled. This is empty. His name is Charles Menza. Mariam Boachi. Half fool. George Blanksin failed. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. These three Christians are standing. And I did this. And I did this. And I did this. They are all shaking. Watch very well. I just who fell the empty one fell everything will push you down provoke you, scare you destroy you if you remain empty empty Christians can't stand any wind anything can blow come back, come back, come back come back stay, stay, okay, stay Many of you are like this. So long as you remain empty, any news, any noise, any attack will blow you down. You can hardly stand. can hardly survive. And empty bottles makes the most noise. You are struggling in your walk with God because you have not taken time to get filled. You are struggling to stand. You are struggling to find your feet because you've been empty for a long time. Please stay, okay? Stay, okay? Some of you, that's what we are doing to you. We are literally babysitting you. Anointing all you inside deliverance, between deliverance, on top of deliverance, under deliverance, over deliverance. Stay. Just see, shaking. Empty believer. This is standing. This one is filled, but how filled? The danger with this is that you can be filled, 
but you are not fully filled. I wish I could get anybody with a drink. Anybody with any type of drink. This thing is filled, but not fully filled. It is half filled. Oh my God. Many Christians are filled, but they are not fully filled. There is space in their life. They are Christians on Sundays, but they are tyrants in the office. They are filled, but they are not 100% filled. And the devil lost space. If an unclean spirit leaves a man, he goes to drive. It comes back when the place is empty. It picks up seven stronger demons. That's why God doesn't love emptiness. The reason why Aaron and Miriam spoke against both, and Miriam got a curse and became a leper and Aaron was spelled not because God spared Aaron because there was nobody to replace Aaron because Aaron was the first high priest and there was nobody to take Aaron's place. So because there was nobody to take Aaron's place, God postponed the judgment. In Hebrews, heroes of faith, Aaron, the first high priest's name is not there. Even Samson was there. Samson's name came out. Aaron didn't show up. God doesn't like him. Jesus said, occupy till I come. Space is not good. We are not called to Christians and many Christians are half failed. So, the reason why you are, it's dangerous to be half filled is that anxiety gets in. Depression. Fear. Panic. Anger. Wickedness. Bitterness. It is dangerous not to be fully filled. All kinds of things get into your space. You wonder why you are sometimes on fire and sometimes it goes off. It's because you are not fully filled. We have not been called to leave spaces. Whenever there's a space, the enemy can fill that space. And they were filled. What was a beautiful water has turned color. Many Christians, you can't figure them out when they talk in the office. You don't even know whether they are Christians or not. Their color has changed. Their voice has changed because they did not take time to fill themselves. But what do you do to this? It is already filled. He that is already filled needs no feeling. You can't be a child of God and not be filled with the Holy Ghost. And they, my prayer for you today is that the Holy Ghost will fill you fully overflowing with grace and oil and anointing. Your clapping is sick in the house. You see he has fallen again. Stand. Behave. Behave. And they will fail. Finally, they spoke in tongues. When the Holy Ghost comes, He touches our tongue. We speak in tongue. Tongue speaking releases mystery. He that speaks in a known tongue does not speak to speak. He that speaks in a known tongue speak not unto men, but habit to God. He speaks a mystery. There's mystery, revelation, deep things, secret things in the spirit of God. Hear me, church. Stone speaking builds your faith. What builds a believer is tongue speaking. By you, beloved, building up yourself 
in your most holy faith, praying the whole building spiritual mass. Whenever I speak and I pray in tongues, I'm building myself spiritually. What are you doing? You are building. You are taking root downwards to bear fruit upwards. You are building first floor, second floor, third floor, fourth floor, fifth floor. I am going up. I am not at that. Look at me. If you insult me and I respond, it means I'm at your level. When you insult me and all, it means you are not at my level. Eagles are not necessarily physically, physically strong. The reason why eagles win because they don't stay at your level. By the time you try to get to your level, they go up and go up and go up. When they go down, we go up. Never stay at their level. You've been called to build up yourself. We build up ourselves in our most holy faith. New tongue. Of the language of faith, we got our tongue. Stop speaking with the tongue. Stop saying we are there. We are not there. We are alive. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from every curse. You know that at the level of prayer, when you are praying in tongues, God takes over your tongue. Where you don't even speak what you want to speak, you speak under guarded tongue. For we as we know not what we ought as we should pray. For the Spirit is a maker intercession with groanings. The spirit takes over and begin to navigate. At that realm, as you stay, your tongue begins to change. At that point, he begins to work on your tongue to release the wisdom of God. Ephesians said, the manifest wisdom of God. To intend that the principality and the powers may know the manifold wisdom. Heavenly place may know the manifold wisdom of God. Hear me, church. Let your conversation be seasoned so full of grace. At the realm of the Holy Spirit working on your tongue, when you speak, there's peace and joy and harmony and healing and deliverances. Not bitterness and anger. Because you are filled with the Holy Ghost. What fuels you is what comes out of you. My prayer for you today is that you abide and tarry and receive an infusion of the Spirit of God. God bless you today. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed. Connect with Gideon Dancer on any social media platform. At Gideon Dancer on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube, it's Empowerment Worship Center. You can join us in person for any of our Sunday family services, 7 a.m., 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 6 p.m. We promise you a worship-filled atmosphere that will bless you and your family.